0: Here we go! In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 here,
1: anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We <inaudiblenational noise> yeah. Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. <laughs> what do you say? Come on.
2: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Welcome, Ohana, to the Disney Guys Uncensored. This is episode 50, recorded on March 2nd, 2020. We are your hosts, Drew, Bob, and Tim, and on tonight's episode we discuss the many changes of the Walt Disney Company and what it means for the future. So come, journey with us in this unpredictable time of boats sinking, parts closing, and a CEO step down. All right, and let's head on over to my favorite, BuzzTube.
0: Hey, Goyne! Goyne! If I can just find- God! <laughs> oh!
2: All right, guys, welcome to BuzzTube. We are here to give you a round one wrap up of the Disney character madness. Um, quite the round, um, a lot of fun, and um, we want to thank everybody that voted. We had an amazing turnout. We had thousands, thousands of people that voted. Incredible. And that was between we had uh, Google polls. Uh, Instagram voting and even uh, some Twitter responses. So thank you everyone that voted. We want to see just as many votes move on into round two, and we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we move on to uh, round two, let's talk for a little wrapping up of round one. So over in the Adventureland region, we had um, a upset of good old Bolt beating uh, Hades. Um, incredible. Didn't didn't really see that one coming. Um, we had, uh, the, 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 second biggest spread of the beast, absolutely crushing my
1: favorite, uh, the horn King.
2: So, um, Bob, unfortunately, um, uh, the horn King will mm-hmm. not be defending his title in the, uh, the, he, the he did not trail. turn
1: out the vote in this politically charged time we live in. He was basically the Tom Steyer of this bracket
2: <laughs> it goes to show. I guess, uh, the people's voice is very different than the Disney guy's voice. <laughs> please, please clap for the horn, King. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, um, yeah. But um some 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 moving on and looking into the future for the Adventure Land in round two. Um will and Ken, number eleven Simba take down the number three Wreck-It Ralph. Um Simba kind of shot me. I didn't really see all the, the love and votes that he was gonna get, and he dominated the first round, and now he goes up against another favorite wreck Ralph. Uh, we'll
1: have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, Simba's pretty much the George Mason of the Adventureland regional, Drew. <laughs> I think I think Simba steals that win. I, I I'm right in the hot hand. I think Simba's winning that. I think Simba's winning that matchup. Yeah, you know
2: what? Uh, don't get me wrong. like he's a classic movie, but Simba, I mean, nothing special, is he? Yeah, I don't think, think he's better than you think he is. I mean, the first ninety percent of the movie,
0: he's he, he's an a hole. Yeah, I think I think Ralph was taking it home. At least in this round. I, I I think Ralph is driving the ball to that hoop and uh, don't get on Simba.
1: <laughs> this guy, we are making basketball references galore. We are not even three minutes in. We've made political references and college basketball. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> Only on the Disney Guys Uncensored do you get this kind of content. Uh, but over in the Fantasyland
2: region, one of, if not the biggest upset in the entire character madness to number 12 seed pongo taking down mulan um and, and, and I mean, for those days. out there that say who the hell's pongo yep that's the guy uh i just should call him the the dad pup from um 101 dalmatians um another uh, epic battle we had going on was i was shocked bob you might not be shocked. tim i don't know where you're at but dumbo was very close to taking out moana which i did
0: not see coming I was watching that one closely because no. I did not expect that one to be nearly as close as it was. Can I just say, I am shocked that Pongo beat Mulan. Mulan has the biggest of the the most ambitious of the live action movies. It's about to come out back in cultural relativity and just nothing. nothing. Nope. Pongo, I mean, take I mean, her out.
2: People, Mulan is a misleading. You know, I told my wife this. I said, you know, what's wrong with Mulan? Why don't you like her? She's like, it's not that I don't like her. I just never really saw the movie. I said, Why? You know, I was like, it's, it's a great – she just doesn't have the interest. So I, I can see Mulan not pulling the interest. But if you do watch it, I mean, obviously it's an amazing, amazing movie. And speaking of Pongo, round two matchup against number four seed Cinderella. I, I think the little guy does it again. Yeah. But, we had our um,
0: doubts about Cinderella making it out of the first
2: round. So I, We did. So time will tell. Um, over into uh, Bob's Main Street USA bracket – yeah. A lot bracket. of chalk, yeah, lot of chalk
1: on Main Street, baby. A lot zero, of chalk on Main
2: Street. Pretty much zero upsets, right? I mean, you had the 8-9 yeah. upset where Scar dominated Jafar. Yeah. Dominate. I mean, I yep. thought he would win, but he dominated. Yep. Um, but didn't dominate as much as the Genie dominated over no. Aladar.
1: No. But again, I think a lot of Genie's um, vote totals might have been inflated by the fact that
0: nobody knows who the hell Aladar is. I mean, I think that's <laughs> possible. It's very possible. At one point, <laughs> didn't Aladar have one vote to Genie's, like, massive oh, amount man. of votes early on?
1: Yeah, I, I think Aladar ended up with 10% of the vote total overall. Which is shocking. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty, but... But, Bob, round
2: two matchup for you is probably, if not the most epic battle that we've maybe ever had, even bigger than the the villains battle royale. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number four, Maleficent, versus number five, Ursula. It is um, funny
1: how these things work out. I'm, it, I'm looking it, forward to that one.
2: It truly is. Um, and then your other bid, one in round two, I think, with the potential of an upset, um, could Captain Hook? down number two, Jiminy Cricket.
1: Absolutely. I don't think Jiminy Cricket performed like I thought he would. Uh, maybe it's the old guy in me that has uh, an emotional attachment to Pinocchio in some way and thinking that Jiminy Cricket had more brand value. But Captain Hook was electric in round one, uh, pounding it inside, throwing it off for the three-pointers. I got to tell you, I, I think Captain Hook has a real puncher's chance in that seven versus two matchup. I think Captain Hook advances to the Sweet Sixteen. Well, I wouldn't be surprised there.
2: Um, And lastly, uh, Tomorrowland region, um, probably the second (laughs) biggest upset that we saw was the number 12 Lilo from Lilo and Stitch, um, obviously taking down the number five seed, my favorite, Peter Pan. Uh, You know, Tim, what I call this here was this was me picking with my brain and not my heart because I wanted to pick Peter Pan, but I knew he's not a people's champion, so I didn't go with him.
0: No, another <laughs> another old versus new. And, and Lilo and Stitch was just too big of a movie for people to uh, to ignore it. I guess so.
1: It, it's interesting. We mentioned Lilo and Stitch totally. I don't know that Lilo makes it much further than where she is now, but I will tell you right now, Tim at the two seed ha- on the two seed line has Stitch. And I will tell you right now that Vegas is in love with that pick, Vegas is in love with Stitch running yeah. the table and winning this tournament. That's the smart money right now is on Stitch winning this thing. I, I we'll would see. say so. Time will tell.
2: And it, 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 like we said, it all depends on the matchups. But um, lastly, in Tomorrowland, Rafiki almost got ousted by Gus and Jack Jack from Cinderella. Yeah. It was so close. This was down to the wire. It came down to within five votes of each other. Um, and Rafiki held on. And then uh, the last thing I wanted to say, Bell actually almost lost to Judy Hops, but Bell has a tough round two matchup, number one mm-hmm. seed versus Baymats. Um, could this be the first number one seed to go? Uh, possibly. Yes. Uh, I definitely up. could see it happening. Uh, I think he- so. People love Baymats. They do. They do. And, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's funny because Bob and I were talking earlier, it's, it was actually really interesting and fun to watch this whole thing pan out because there was really two main platforms. I mean, we had Twitter, but it, it, it didn't get nearly as many votes as the other ones. Uh, the Doodle polls and the Instagram were fairly close. I think Instagram actually had slightly a little bit more, but I'm going to say, you know, if 40% of the votes came from um, the Doodle polls and maybe 50% came from Instagram and 10% Twitter, whatever it was around there. But it seems like everybody on the Doodle polls was more of an older generation of yeah, people voting. Yeah, classic
1: characters did really well on Google.
2: Yeah, so if you look at the actual results, um you're right, Bob. All like, you know, the Peter Pans were winning, the Dumbos were winning. Um Captain Hook's, all of them, they were the ones winning on Doodle polls. And then if you look at Instagram, it was definitely more of the the Bay Mats, uh Wretched Ralph, uh um, the frozen characters that really the well on Instagram. Frozen characters so it was funny to see the different demographics and, and really how it panned out. But um, really cool to find, really cool to, to watch. Um, the, but the most exciting news, our folks, is round two of Disney Character Madness begins right now. When you listen to this, get online and vote, vote, vote. Um, there's going to be a three ways to vote. As always, Instagram, Twitter, or our Google poll. So head over to um one of those two social media pages and if you're not following us make sure you search for us and follow us the disney guys uncensored um and google polls will be posted on facebook but also if you look at the show detail notes um whether you're in itunes or stitcher or or wherever you are spotify you'll find the link you can select uh directly click that link and it will get you right over the Doodle polls to vote for round two. So we now have 16 matchups, 32 characters left and all of that voting will wrap up and end on Saturday night, March 7th. Um, So when I wake up Sunday, it's going to be closed and I will tally the votes because we have to tally them. We have to make, uh, update the brackets, update the new battle cards, cards, and um, get them all back out there for you and do the results on episode 51. So vote, vote, vote. And um, it's been a lot of fun and, Check online so you can um, see the bracket as well. All right. Now, one last thing in BuzzTube that we wanted to talk about is the beginning of the month of March. That means February. We have to kind of give a little shout out and thank you. So it's that time of the month where I get to – it's not that time, but it's that time where I get to um, butcher butcher your names. So I'm going to do my best. We have a list here, (laughs) quite a few. (laughs) <laughs> and um it's one of those I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So um here we go. Let's let's do this. Um so new February Ohana members, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Marky Elizabeth Brenflick, Amanda Russo Harrison, Bobby Dolombowski, Christopher Burgess, Connor Joseph Pertain. Oh jeez. Desire Desire, Desiree, Desiree, Desiree. 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 Gracie. Jackie um, Swackhammer, no French <laughs> Jessica Pinarello. <laughs> why, why who who thought this was a good idea that I read him? Uh the you guy, do. <laughs> the guy that Rosie hates. Uh <laughs> Kathy DiCaprio. Katie lapre uh, La
0: LaPierre.
2: Uh you know, depends who you asked. Kyle.
0: Uh, I- i
2: don't think it does <laughs> tyla <laughs> <Tyler> lane <laughs> melissa markhouse nicole freeland <laughs> nicole gracie nicole valentine um cory Ven- vendetti paul and piper collins wait a minute is that two different people they probably like share a facebook. facebook account yeah, yeah. okay shannon, <laughs> shannon mackie sharon ibarra and Stephen Raynone. Thank you guys so much for joining the Ohana group. Um, hopefully, you're still there. You didn't leave. You don't hate us yet. But, um, um, well, well be if they didn't
1: say us- bloody June, now that you didn't pronounce their names correctly, I think that's part of the fun. Well, you know, it's, it's, we, we got it. Um, all right, guys, right.
2: that is going to wrap up BuzzTube. And, um, since this week is kind of the special reporting, we don't have a main topic. Everything is going to be falling into our news desk. So, Bob, take us away in the, Disney News Desk.
1: Yes, the Disney News Desk, I guess, defaults as the main topic this week, and we've got quite a bit to go through. Um, yes, we'll touch on coronavirus. We will touch on uh, <clears throat> leadership changes. We will touch on, dare I say, sinking boats. Yeah. Um all that and more coming up. So let's get right to it. Uh, the Tokyo Disney Resort has closed in response to coronavirus. The Oriental Land Company announced that the resort will be closed from February 29th through March 15th. All guests with tickets or reservations that have already been paid for during this time will be refunded in full. Um, financial implications for the company, probably minimal. Uh Tokyo Disney Resort is owned by OLC and not by Disney, so these closures are not expected to have much of an impact on the losses already being felt by Disney due to the virus outbreak. Uh, Also, the Disney Cruise Line has started and continued to uh, send emails uh, addressing many guest concerns stemming from the growing threat of coronavirus. One important addition to note, Disney expanded the recent travel clause to include select regions of Italy. And the updated notice does read, any guest or crew member who has traveled from, to, or through China, including Hong Kong and Macau, South Korea, or the Italian regions of Lombardy or Veneto, within 14 days of their sailing's departure, will not be able to board the ship. Tips. There is a lot more information available about port visits and screening information. If you or someone you know has a cruise planned in the near future, be on the lookout for this information or contact Disney directly with any questions, comments, or concerns. In other news regarding global parks, the French government has banned large gatherings that consist of 5,000 people and are predominantly held indoors. While this preventative step does not include Disneyland Paris, we can't help but think there could be some sort of announcement regarding steps the company is taking across the pond to do its part in controlling the virus in Europe. Still more information regarding this virus as the state of Florida has declared a public health emergency after the first two cases of the disease have popped up in the state. According to the Florida Department of Health, one of the affected is an adult resident of Hillsborough County. The other is an adult resident of Manatee County. Both individuals are currently isolated and being properly cared for. No official statements have been made by the Walt Disney World Resort at this time regarding any potential closures or increased health measures. In actual theme park news, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority slash People Mover experienced some issues this past weekend as two cars collided. The ride was evacuated and normal operation continued a while later. No injuries were reported. As always, the issue is under investigation. And in slightly less exciting news, or more exciting news for (laughs) parkgoers, Spaceship Earth over at Epcot has been rumored to be undergoing a massive overhaul. We now have the start date for this project. It is May 26th. According to Disney Parks blog our Walt Disney Imagineers are excited to start implementing their new vision for Spaceship Earth at Epcot. This complete reimagining of the classic attraction is reportedly going to last until at least the end of 2021. And in other park news, Disneyland Park welcomed Magic Happens, the park's first new daytime parade in nearly a decade. After nearly two years of development, the new parade opened and, by all accounts, is an unforgettable, unforgettable spectacle that reminds us wings aren't needed to fly, shooting stars were created for wishes, magic doesn't end at midnight, and yes, folks, Zach Morris is in fact trash.
0: Can I just say, when, <laughs> when, I feel like Disneyland gets all this love, like, when when are we going to get our new parade at Walt Disney World?
1: I'm sorry, Tim. All questions must be submitted to Josh tomorrow in
0: writing. Please feel free to contact <laughs> <Okay>. him. <laughs> uh, I just, hopefully, hopefully we get our 12-year-old parade replaced with this. Because, yeah, as you said, by all accounts, this is amazing. Maybe Chapek can take care of that for you.
1: Hey, now, let's not jump the gun here, folks. Uh, Finding Dory's Friends, a new scavenger hunt, is now available at the Seas with Nemo and Friends. You can get your complimentary scavenger hunt booklet on the first floor of the pavilion, and then follow a map through the pavilion to solve rhyming puzzles and look for clues to help Dory remind and locate... Remember and locate her marine friends. Uh, I mean, I I guess I didn't read that until you just read it. Yep, okay.
2: That i don't know how do you feel about that
1: i think it's uh similar to like the world showcase thing kid cut i think it's something for it's all within the living
2: it's all within the living
1: scene yeah what's your problem with it i think it's a cute little thing for kids to do i don't know many people will we'll do it but i think it's fun i mean we, it is what it is i don't know if it's gonna be it's uh, okay it's oh, always right?
0: been a tough it's always been a tough park for the little ones it's it's the park yeah. that the mom and dad want to go to the most and Oftentimes, the kids get kind of bored. That's true. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: If I took my kids there, I think my kids would love doing that. You're
0: not wrong. I think
1: your kids would too, Andrew. You're selling me. You're You're selling selling me on it. it. You're selling me. I'm glad. That's all it took was remind you you have children. (laughs) Finally this week from the parks, uh, big news at Jungle Cruise. (laughs) where a boat started taking on water. No injuries were reported. Investigation is, of course, still ongoing. But a Disney spokesperson did respond with the following statement regarding the incident. A boat took on some water. Reedy Creek Fire Department responded immediately to this event. Everyone got out of the boat safely. We worked with guests individually so that they could enjoy the rest of their day in the park. The attraction has reopened i uh, give you some backstory on this. The Bomakandi Bertha sank at approximately 12.30 in the afternoon, causing the ride to be shut down for... Um About 105 minutes, which as we know at that time of day, the Jungle Cruise line is already two hours long, so holy Christ. Uh, Just enough time to unload the soaking passengers and tow away the sinking boat. The only other reported boat sinking for the Jungle Cruise, which this happened before apparently, was back in 2004 when the Sunkoru Sadie sank after taking too much water, but was quickly returned to service. Boys, I, I I mean... I'll tell you
2: what. 105 minutes is impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. back up and running it after a... an hour and a half.
1: The Reed Creek Fire Department responded immediately. Great response time. Yeah, when you I, I... own when you own the emergency services, they should get there that quickly. I mean, I
2: would I would be all over Disney where I want new shoes. I need
0: new pants. I need I need a oh, gift card to buy I clothes. I think I think they definitely did all those yeah, things. They had to have. I like how they downplay. A boat took on some water. If, if you saw the pictures <laughs> that well, we, posted you know, the pictures. we posted on the Ohana. They'd be going around Twitter. They were on Disney news sites. They're on some real news sites. The boat sank. It was <laughs> – passengers were standing on the seats and still were in ankle-deep water. Uh, so
1: – it's funny to me, and it's not funny. Jordana, who came with us today, big things happening in her life on a personal level. Good, All good things, all good things. Uh, one of her clients, or a client of Travelmation, was on the boat that sank. So we got some pretty solid pictures, if I do say so myself, on our Ohana group that you probably aren't going to see anywhere else. Um, it's a really good... Pictures like Tim saying of these people on the highest points of the boat, still ankle-deep water, which is stunning because it's the moat's only three feet deep anyway.
0: I mean, so I think dirty. that's why it only sunk that far because <laughs> it, it came to rest right. on the bottom of the, the, the river.
1: I mean, just unbelievable. Iger, you know, we haven't gotten there yet, but but in, in the later news, I mean, Iger's only been gone for three days, and the boats are sinking, and Tomorrowland transit authority cars are crashing, and the, the stock is taking a beating. I haven't seen a beating like this since a monkey put a since somebody put a banana down my pants and turned a monkey loose for Christ's sake. So, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean. Just what else? The Jungle Cruise, of course. I mean, just trying to add realism to the park. Maybe this is part of the new integration for the new movie coming out. Maybe they're trying a a new effect. Maybe they're trying a new effect. Who knew? Uh, Just so you know, fear not Ohana listeners and and the Disney guys uncensored patrons. I actually purchased a t-shirt. Remember the sunken? The Bomacondi Bertha upside down. I will post pictures when I when I do get it from T Public. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward you, to that.
2: Did you, did you buy an Ohana
1: T-shirt while you were at it? I did not. I'm sorry. I didn't buy it from Redbubble. Then, but feel free to go to Redbubble store, and we will have all sorts of new designs out when Andrew decides to get on it. So,
0: do you, uh, do you think uh, Disney's gonna capitalize and start selling those shirts at their new? Uh, what was it made that the the new custom t oh, place? Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a throwback. Uh, hopefully, Tim, we can only hope that they do. They do take advantage of this. Apparently, twice in a decade. Uh, twice in a decade and a half occurrence because apparently, it, every fourteen. 15 years this happens apparently so just, just um, when Iger
2: was about to get I think he was announced by then yeah, yeah. he was out yeah he no, was out. He, he he was announced but he wasn't taken over yet
1: 2004 no I'm saying so so. he was gone when the boat sank this time I don't know if he was there when the boat sank the first time I have to do some research but
0: true are you saying Iger is sabotaging these boats I have just think it's a coincidence
2: that it happens a year before Iger got in, and now all of a sudden, three Literally, days, after, three he days left,
1: after he leaves, yeah. seems a little you know, suspicious to me. You know, if one of our uh, tech team could get on calling Bob Iger to have him on the show to see if he's willing to answer the hard questions, that's one that I want to ask him. Bob, did you sink the boat? Bob, we know it was you. Did you did you sink the Condi Bertha? That's the question we have for Bob. I think it
2: was just a distraction from all the other nonsense going on that we're going to get to that they needed some some laughter, and this was it for them.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't Inside on the boat. Job. Inside say job. It was, I wouldn't say it was laughter for the people on the boat, but, you know. I'll tell you what. For whatever they got, I'd, I'd take a, a
2: sunken boat on the on the General Cruise any day for what they That's probably
1: a story That's a story of a lifetime. Story of a lifetime. <laughs> you can't and tell me they didn't probably do a hundred dollar— They've definitely got like a
2: hundred dollar Disney gift card and return and passes to come back. That would be my guess.
1: No, that, they probably got a fa- seems to be the standard. They, they probably got an extra fast pass and a bucket of popcorn, let's be honest.
2: Oh, that'd be awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> Also tonight there are some Executive changes, as it were. Let's start with the one that nobody cares about, which was buried in the lead, as it were. Roz Durant has been appointed as Senior Vice President of Operations responsible for Disney Springs, ESPN, World of Sports, and water parks. Because apparently there's nothing like middle management at Disney. Uh, Durant will report to Josh Damaro, president of the Walt Disney World, uh, president of Walt Disney World Resort, and in my opinion, possible replacement for Bob Chapek, who is now the um, in the newly vacant position of chairman Walt Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. I would not be surprised, but why? Why? Is Chapik's position newly vacant? That is the question, because in our big story tonight, the Walt Disney Company has announced that Bob Chapik is the new chief executive officer of the company, effective immediately, and Bob Iger assumes the role of executive chairman through his contract and in December of 2021. This news broke, I want to say, Tuesday afternoon at about three thirty, four 4 o'clock. I got the bead across my cellular device. Um, we were going to do a, a reaction episode. I think we were going to do an immediate response. We kicked it around a little bit. And I think, why didn't we post videos or anything when this first happened? And, and I think... For a lot of people, Bob Iger is is um, I don't want to say the gold standard of CEOs, uh, but outside of the company, I, I, and I tell know we talked about it offline, Bob Iger is is not n- no stains on my jacket type thing, but very little in terms of controversies surround Bob Iger. He, by all accounts, is a hard-working guy. He's done a lot of good for the company. He's grown the company exponentially over oh, 20 years or however long he's been in charge. Um, it right it up, is one of those. Fifteen. 15 yeah. yeah it, it is one of those that it, it's very easy to get on here last week and, and pound the desk and say the sky is falling, the company's over, um, and, and really.
0: And if you're looking for that take. It's just all over. The it's end.
1: everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Look at the uh,
0: comic section uh, of any article about Bob Iger stepping down and then you'll find a Disney fan, specifically a Disney Parks fan, pounding a desk and saying, this is the end of Disney Parks.
2: Well, I mean, that's with <laughs> anything on, on social media in general, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, could so, say the mo- you could say that we just found the cure for coronavirus and somebody's going to say, well, that's bad because dot, 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 you know, I, I, that right. that's social media in 2020.
1: So so, so here's the thing, and, and I think a lot of the apprehension comes from the Chapek um, replacing him. I, I think that rubs people the wrong way, and I'm going to be honest oh, Bob, with you. Who, who about, is
0: Bob Chapek in case people don't know?
1: Well, Bob Chapek was the uh, – 27 years that guy's done with the company. Um, he's certainly uh, virtually every discipline in the company. Currently his posts, like like we had said earlier – um, he, he was, in fact, the chairman of Walt Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Can, can you stop um, there for a second? Because yeah. that is quite the job. Yeah. Right. How How does that fall under one person to be? Well, no, but he's the chairman. He's the chairman. So ultimately, and again, I hate to say,
0: I think you have a
2: chairman of each one of those in my eyes.
0: I mean, he's not to be right, He did a, he did an amazing job. you, at that. you have a, you have a president of each of the resorts who answers to Bob Chapek. Correct. Correct.
1: I, I, I guess so, it has to flow so, up somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know that any one of us sitting at this table right now tonight are are going where none of us are are, are claimed to be uh, business experts, corporate. Layout experts. None of us claim to be financial experts. Uh, we're three guys, and when Jordan is with us, we're three guys and, and a young lady that just love to talk about Disney and, and love to talk about. In Andrew's case, he does like to mention financials because he's got a vested interest in that as a shareholder. Um, a minimal. Andrew's not like you know a twelve percent shareholder. He's got a, you know he's got some in his portfolio. I, I, I don't want to overstate what Andrew is to this conversation. But, I will tell you right now for for, for a guy who's a shareholder, position, right no, <laughs> a guy in Andrew's position as a shareholder, and for anyone listening that is shareholder friendly right now, you won this deal. you You won I with do. Bob Chapin. That guy has taken every everything they've given to him in 2017. Mm-hmm. That vaulted vault process that they have with their video processing, mm-hmm. you can thank Bob Chapek for that. It was around before him, but he's the guy
0: that really pushed the vault process. Oh, I mean, uh, and Bob Chapek also is the guy who pushed the idea of the Disney vault, uh, the idea of basically taking a mass-produced commodity, the VHS tapes of the animated classics, and saying we're only going to sell these for a limited amount of time, and right. when they're gone, they're gone until we put out a special edition a decade from now. Yeah, and, yep. and that was something that Bob would... Iger actually bragged about on their last earnings yep. call was how smart uh, Jpack was to, to figure out that this is a thing they could do, you know, a couple of decades ago when he was in charge of uh, home video products. A great, and, and
1: so I think the other thing so that it's the problem with Chapac is he too smart for that well, though and that's where i think people are concerned about his monetizing of of intellectual properties and i think that is where people are apprehensive specifically people worried about the parks for me i'm not a shareholder i'm a parks fan but
2: i, well, for, I but, think but shape but it... that... oh, sorry go ahead finish bob no go ahead no i'm just saying but of that of that idea and topic of the parks right so I think I think the two differences is what what Bob Iger was was really his vision his mission when he got hired in two thousand and five was to go out and and get a lot of these um, IPs let's say right so he's the one that kind of that went up and stirred the team of, of buying Pixar Marvel Lucas Films mm-hmm. like he wanted to go do that shape kind of almost behind the scenes. Went and made that a reality of bringing those things to the parts, right. right? So, so though Bob Iger was was the businessman, let's say, of going and acquiring those assets, Chapek then went and made them a reality, and it was kind of his uh, creative doing of Galaxy's Edge, bringing Marvel to Disneyland. He pretty much almost doubled the size of the cruise, uh, the cruise, the cruise uh, fleets. So, mm-hmm. you know. Disneyland Paris, he helped make a reality. Though Shanghai was
1: more of, I think, Iger's doing, Chase uh, Peck was, so was right fair. there helping him. You know? let, so, let, let's put a pin in that right there for a second. And let's say right now, Bob Iger, if we're looking at quote-unquote crown jewel projects, mm-hmm. and, and they've all had them, uh, if you watched Imagineering Story in any way, you'll know that Michael Eisner's crown jewel was in a lot of ways the, the international exp- an international yep. expansion as a whole. It really was, and, and I think people jumping at Iger's feet right now have to understand, as great as he was, and this is an unpopular opinion, the work he did with Eisner prior to Iger becoming the CEO of the company – was paramount to his success. I yes. I will stand to the death and tell you that the way it ended for Eisner, it was mm. never going to end that way for Bob Iger. He was too smart and too savvy agreed. for it to be as negative for him as it was for Eisner and Eisner's way out. And, I, and, and, and keep keep in mind. I, Eisner was around from since 1982. Eisner had a significantly longer run, so things were always going to sour a little bit differently. I think Iger did the right thing here. He got out on top. Disney he Plus, did. we'll talk about it in a second, is a home run. You can give the, the – the, and I think Tim will in a second give a lot of credit to Kevin Mayer for the success of Disney Plus, but I will tell you right now, Disney Plus and the Fox merger is yep. probably the second crown jewel in Bob Iger's crown. If you don't, you That's know, you, right. let's say IPs in general, Shanghai, Shanghai is Bob Iger's crown jewel. This is that is Iger. a pinnacle
0: Bob Iger. Shanghai is a complete 180 from the international expansion stuff that Eisner did. Correct. Where at the end, it was the international, the end of the international expansion is a big reason why Roy Disney and the board wanted Eisner yes. out of there. Was he was Correct. trying to cut costs anywhere he could build these cheapo parks, Hong yep. Kong. California Adventure, and uh, Disney was. Studios in yep. France. And, California you know, Adventures. those were all yep. built for under a, a billion dollars each. Quantity, not quality, and, is and, what and, he was going. Yep. Yeah, they were all considered very low pro- quality and not a, a critical or commercial success. Whereas Shanghai, $5.5 billion dollar park. They went all out. They put attractions mm-hmm. that were there that, that aren't anywhere else and now are making their way to the other parks. And in it's been a smashing success. It it, it has been the Correct. catalyst for them to improve well, Hong Kong agreed. and um, Disney hey, Studios and stuff.
2: So well, you, hate, you hate to say the Eisner remark you just talked about, right? When he, you know, his idea was it'll push you know Hollywood Studios at the time. Where obviously he said build it bigger, faster as possible. I don't care, just get it done.
1: But obviously that didn't work. I mean, look at Hollywood Studios today. It's a complete one eighty. Oh, yeah. stop it. Stop, yeah, this is not a disney this, don't do not make this about mgm studios <laughs> admittedly when that park first opened the, no, see this is uh, see this isn't really about michael eisner tonight guys let's be honest but no you're right it's not but 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 to fully appreciate what bob Iger's done you have to go back and see what his predecessor did and and disney mgm studios as it was known was a working studio it was an entirely it wasn't even a theme park it It was, but it was a production facility first. So that's an entirely different conversation that we can, I would love to have about that park and what it was and what it is now. It's, it's so far from what it was going to be, but, but let's be honest. If the three of us can sit here and, and, and talk about this person and that person and, and, but if it, it, if anybody, but Walt himself through some crazy Jurassic Park-style cloning, was going to run the company after Bob Iger, people were going to be pissed about it. That's it. It didn't matter who it was. I'm convinced that if it wasn't Walt, which is physically impossible, people were going to be pissed about Bob Iger leaving. And he's been leaving for six years? Yeah, that's right. He's his contract three times. Like, I mean, June of
2: 2018 was – he was done, right? He was out. It was happening, and it was a last-minute extension of the contract, right? I mean, so that's what people don't understand is Iger was – I don't want to say temporary, right? It was 15 years. But it was always he, – he came. He had a mission, and then yep. he was moving on. That I mean, the guy's 69 years old. I know that's not old, but it's certainly not young. I mean, he looks good for his age, but you, you know what I'm saying? He's not he, – he, and he has other
0: aspirations that we'll get to. But – right. You know, it, I mean, and the, the other thing you have to consider is Bob Iger is still going to be there through the end of 21. Two years. Yep. And, and um, Bob Chapek still answers directly to him. The position yep. he's going to is the executive chairman of the board of directors, hmm. and this is something that Disney has done before with CEO transitions. And also, Disney is not one of these companies that have million CEOs. Bob Chapek is only, I believe, the seventh CEO of the mm, Disney Company. That's crazy. That is true. Yep. So,
2: and one of them, what was it? Uh, the, the 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 no, whatever. it is. Uh, was, was the, only, the
0: the nephew of. He was the, only there for like two years. Yeah, he, so he, he got, Miller, got only ousted. him. Yeah, you
2: know?
0: Ron
1: Miller. Ron Miller. That yep. didn't go well. That didn't go well. Yep. All right, but guys, so that's all well and fine. We gave you some. We gave you some ground for our initial thoughts on this. What, what, why now? Why so sudden though, with the announcement? Because it came I, out of nowhere. I, I
0: think it's, it, it's a lot of stuff, right? So I, I think that – Well, before we get into it, we are purely speculating because Wall Street, financial analysts, Disney insiders, everybody's <laughs> speculating. No yeah. one is really quite sure why now. No one is expecting it, and that's why this was the biggest news of the it week is. when it happened. And you know what? Timmy, that's an excellent point. Let's preface everything we say right
1: now. None of this is informed speculation. This is three people having a quote-unquote beer, talking talking shop a little bit. That's all this is going to be. None of anything we say is informed speculation other than if we've read articles or books or anything about – Iger or Shapic, which is, mm-hmm. believe me, if you find, I mean, up until I think Andrew said a couple of days ago, Bob Shapic didn't even have a Wikipedia page, so <laughs> it's very hard to find information about Bob Shapic right now. Uh, it, he won't be the anonymous man for long. Uh, let's right. be honest, but so, but think, anything we say is just purely speculative from this point forward. I would say. Yeah,
2: ha- so so we have some topics that we're going to get into that could be some of the rationales on on why the change, but I. I to make it super simple, right? I think it should also be two things. It should be a positive or a negative way, right? So it's funny that, um, you know, the day after he stepped down, the stock took a major hit, right? The whole stock ma- market took a hit, major hit, right? So I-, I hate to say, like, did he know it was coming? He's not the type of guy too that just wants to, you know, throw, you know, Chepach right into the mud here, but, um, so. It could be financial things. I think it could also be bigger than that. I mean, it could be two things, that Disney is in the distress of, of something, right? Are they in distress? We Again, speculation. I don't know. I don't think so. But it's going to be a tough road for them for the next six months, right, getting out of all of this. Um, the, other, the other part of it is, could it be that Disney is also in the verge of a big announcement and they want a new leader up front? To make that announcement and own that announcement, and then you know into and, and then produce it moving forward, right? You know, it'd be odd for Idris to come say we're going to build a whole new park and I'm going to be the eyes and the face of it, and then he's going to relieve. So maybe there's a big announcement coming that you know ChayPet is going to be the face of. Um, just an idea. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm throwing that out there. But um, those are the two things that I looked at. Either way, it could be a negative change or a positive change. Um, aside from all the other nonsense that's going on. I mean, what is your so What you're
1: first, saying um, is. T- so, what you're saying is you don't think it's a neutral change, you think one way or the other it's either going to be bad or good? I think it could be, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I do I, I'd say that that's fair,
2: so you don't think they stay the course i think I think something's going to come now, when I say something, don't expect it to be in the next week, I would say within the next six to twelve months, where even you know I think we see something a major beta announcement
1: I'm going say I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you eighteen months, I'm going to give you till when I leaves in the end of December of 2020. Before right, like, he leaves, later, you're I saying? Say, I would say maybe there's an announcement. If you want to speculate on that, again, I, I don't yep. really sort of feel the same way that you do about a potential big announcement. I think this is just something that Iger wanted to do. Um, I think this was the time with the Fox merger complete, and... Mm-hmm. Disney Plus finding its footing a little bit, obviously. We'll talk about numbers in a few minutes. But before I go crazy hitting you with what I think, I, I do want Tim to take a second because he, he had mentioned it a couple of times that if it's why now and, and you're concerned about it, but but Tim, the question I have for you is why Chapik and not Mayer? Because you could make a strong case to Kevin Mayer. Yeah. So first of all, I think almost it's... Almost, almost might be Iger's choice maybe it wasn't Iger's decision to make I guess would be my question maybe it was again all purely speculative here you think potentially
0: Iger would have preferred Mayer to take over yeah so first of all it's I believe it's pronounced Meyer even though it's spelled Mayer. and uh, we're talking about Kevin Meyer Uh, he's the head of direct to consumer and international and what that means uh for intents and purposes, he's in charge of Disney Plus. He he saw it through from the beginning to the launch to now. Um he uh is heavily mentioned in ChaPex memoirs that came out in 2019, Ride of a Lifetime, Lessons Learned as the CEO of the Disney Company. Iger's um,
1: memoir, not Chapex just so work, just so yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. And um he comes up in seven seven of the chapters whereas Chapex mentioned Briefly in an anecdote in the foreword and then mentioned in the acknowledgments, you know, on the back cover of the book. Um, It's entirely possible. A lot of people, a lot of analysts thought um, that Meyer was going to be uh, the next CEO of Disney. And he could have been Bob Iger's first choice. But with Disney Plus being a bigger success than they imagined, but also now that The Mandalorian has ended, Um, They're kind of seeing the same thing that a lot of streaming services, like especially HBO sees, where when their big prestige TV series ends, they see a drop off in subscribers that they want the guy who this project was their whole brainchild and, you know, knows the ins and outs of it to keep on that and make sure that it stays a success. And Mm -hmm. the other thing is right now, Disney Plus is in very few countries. It's not in most European countries right now. It's not in Japan. These are some of Disney's biggest markets, especially yeah. Japan. Which I, I, so, I think they do have a March release, though, right? If, I, I yes, a yeah, couple of weeks, if not. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So it, it could be that Meyer, with Disney Plus being really the future of Disney home entertainment, that that Meyer needs to stay there and, and make sure it, it comes through. Uh, the other thing uh, I read in a in a pretty long piece about this was uh, uh, an anonymous Disney exec. Uh, did say that Chapek has always been the name in the envelope for the board uh, if if Iger were to leave or something yep. were to happen. um, I mean, It makes sense, Chapek being such a business guy, that the board of directors mm-hmm. whose sole concern mm-hmm. is the bottom line would Correct. want the business guy to uh, be in the driver's seat. That's why I'm, I'm a fan. I agree. and 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 to that point as
2: well, I mean, it goes back to my thoughts of, if there is some type of park announcements coming, uh, like we've talked about in the past, right, about uh, another another date um, internationally or whatever it might be, um, who better than Chepet to kind of lead that than Kevin Meyer? You know what I'm saying? Like I I think that, and I think Tim, you nailed something there as well as I think Meyer needs to stay behind because as we were just talking about Disney Plus is I'm not saying in trouble, um, it's it's struggling, right? It's struggling. Oh, I don't um, think. It-
0: I wouldn't say struggling. It is. I
1: mean, it's. It, I I no, think no, it's, it's an ebb and flow. I think it's an ebb and flow more than a struggle. I think it's a, it's a correction from the fact that the lack of, I don't want to say adult programming, hurts it currently right now.
2: And I think that's exactly it, right? So in in a in a world today where you do have Netflix and Hulu and and YouTube TV and your local cable company and all these other subscriptions, the average Joe um, is going to look at it and say, what's what's my my value? What's my money for you know? What's my value for how much I'm spending? And I only can subscribe to three three services, so I can't afford more than that. Is Disney Plus one of your top three? And I think it's hard to say value-wise if I'm going to sit down every night or three nights a week and I want to watch a, a program or a show, um, Disney Plus is, is lackluster. Now, don't get me wrong. It fits my top three because I have kids that are watching eight movies a weekend. But but for the average Joe that wanted to watch that adult content, Disney Plus is not in your top three. And and I think there's plans to get there. But right now it's not there. Right? For sure. I mean, for sure. So I I think that, that, to your point, Meyer needs to focus on that. And if Disney Plus wants to compete with these these other big-timers, they're going to have to continue to do that. And, Bub, like you said, I think it's also the
1: avenue where is it more of a kid-friendly service um, yeah i mean they've okay. already said that and i think what you're going to see is that people are going to st- I, I, once this goes bigger and and it's not at its peak yet and i think we can all agree on that i think what you're going to worry about the most is the people that pick up the hulu disney plus espn plus option that's going to be the one where you're going to get the complete content and i don't know that as a standalone service i mean i signed up for the three-year deal in august when when they first announced it at d23 uh expo um and that's so i have i'm locked in for the three years at whatever the discounted rate was Mm -hmm. and and i have no regrets and i'll probably snap for another three years after it because my kids would only be you know nine or ten And and and, you know seven when that three years is up. So so to me, yeah, it's worth it. Um, I I think that I think once Disney Plus and I don't, it's still in its infancy. It's it's still such a new service. Um, the ebb and flow of of a service is easy. I mean, obviously, it didn't Netflix didn't reach 140 million subscribers in in three months. Yep. I mean that's and and I think that's I, I think it's a growing thing, and I think that I mean I don't know if that's why mayor is not the choice here but I, I think we can all agree that Chapik and his years of service and what he's done like Tim said and Andrew I know you've referenced it mm. is the answer for a for a CEO. I mean, that guy screams CEO with his experience and what he's done for that company. and every arm of the company he's been with, has made money, and and I I don't see that stopping. And I think, uh, you know, you know, uh, Mayor or Meyer, whatever it is here. Uh, staying with it for the European launch, the Asian launch and and mm. seeing the the Marvel content roll out and seeing season 2. I, I don't think Disney Plus is going anywhere. I don't know I wouldn't say they're in trouble, but I think there has been a flat line from the initial burst at the
0: cool. uh, at the beginning. Yep. And, and and the other thing is um Disney also owns and I cannot think of the name of it, maybe one of you guys knows. They own a streaming service in India and Pakistan. That in addition to having some of the Disney Plus stuff on it, has a ton of other U.S. programming that's produced by companies they're affiliated with. That is literally the biggest streaming service in India. No, no, Tim, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Okay, that's the <laughs> other thing that Meyer is in charge of, and, and that's a huge profit driver because India is, you know, the fastest growing middle class in the world and the fastest growing market in the world. I, can, I, can, I mean, I can't even pronounce Desiree. they think be pronounce some Indian. No, of no, service. It, it's got it's got like a it's got a pretty normal name but uh i mean all good
2: stuff i think that's a good good little background info but bob i think i, I mean i think we're ready to kind of move over to our, our next little bit here right about something that's going around uh the world internationally right so i will tell you oh, right it's, now it's called that...
0: hot star
1: nope never heard of it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna level love that sounds kind of dirty tim
2: yeah, <laughs> no, that, that that's what it's called. <laughs> so. What kind of streaming service is this? Because I
0: want in? Yeah. Oh, I don't and, know if you do. And I Disney Plus, Disney Plus will launch in India on the 29th of this month. In addition to the the already well, existing. You know what? I think I think they all have. these
2: launches and new subscribers from from Europe and and there as well. Hopefully mm-hmm. that can I'm not saying it's in a hole, but it, it can help it progress forward as a company because um, we'll get to it, we'll get to the financials a little bit, but.
1: So anyway. that's a pretty solid foundation what we were talking about. Let's move over now to what amounts to a global pandemic, but we're not calling it that yet, I guess, technically speaking. Again, I don't want to make this a a healthcare episode or or again because I don't I think it's dangerous to spout misinformation and I think that's all we would give you, because I don't know that anybody truly knows all of the statistics behind coronavirus. Um, But make no mistake, and and not that Iger is leaving because of coronavirus, but I think if you look at the global ramifications of a pandemic that is happening, uh, listen, it's on every continent except for Antarctica.
2: Just like the Disney guys uncensored.
1: (laughs) Yes. Fact. That's a fact. (laughs) <laughs> that is that is factual information. Um, But the Shanghai Park and Hong Kong Park closed for indefinitely. Let's be honest. We don't that's, know when they're going to open. No, like, that, yep. that's... The, 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 the Japanese
0: parks closed for at least two weeks. Yeah, at, and that, a, is, that is purely following the guidance of the Japanese Ministry of Health. That yeah, correct. easily, easily could be extended. I know so, all mm- the major U.S. airlines right now have wavered. Flights through the end of April, meaning if you have a ticket, whether it's non-refundable or not, uh, you will get either cash back or credit to that airline. Um, they're talking about if by the middle of April, the uh, virus has not slowed down. They're talking about canceling the Olympics. Yep. Uh, so I I almost expect that the Tokyo parks closings to extend at least through April, if not longer.
2: Correct. So, Tim, were you, were you saying, that to put you on the spot, was that a, a government official, you shall close, or or no? Uh,
0: so, my understanding of this, uh, because, as, as we've talked about on the show before, I'm a big fan of Japanese wrestling, um, the, they've canceled all the wrestling um, during the same time period, this exact same time period. So, yeah, basically, the, the Ministry of Health in Japan, their health department... Came down and said any big gatherings of people that are not necessary for work from the end of February through the middle of March need to not happen. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, from what I've heard, everything else is business as usual in Tokyo. The trains are, are still, you know, body to body. Everybody is still going to the office. Everybody is still going to the stores. Everybody is still on the streets. That's weird. Um, but it, it is kind of strange. But basically, all your major tourist attractions, your sporting events, that stuff is all closed down That's until the, the middle of March.
1: Huh. Yep. So again, I mean, you gotta so- wonder. You gotta wonder with the cases in in now sprouting up in nearby Florida. I, I know there was a, a cast member trip that they had uh, that they'd <laughs> gone to Italy and they were quarantined as well. So you, you do begin to wonder, um, not necessarily closing the U.S. parks, but but adjusting uh, uh, operations in the U.S. parks specifically. And we already see it, uh, you know, if France is already... Banning the the five you know five thousand people gatherings indoors, uh, you got to imagine the way that this virus is spreading and it is spreading clearly. Um, will they close Europe? Will they close Par- the Paris parks? Um, that's I think going to be more government driven than company choice. And I and I think Tim, we talked offline a little bit. I I don't ever envision them closing the U.S. parks unless they are directed to by the CDC. If they get to that point, I think there's a
2: lot more for all of us to worry about than um, yeah. Walt Disney World.
1: But to that point... No, but, but see, but I, I disagree with that. I don't necessarily know that it would be... I think it would be more proactive than reactive. I think with the international destination that is Disney World, I think if you were to limit the international exposure as it were. And I'm again, Congrats. this is all, I, I don't, I don't know a full sale, a full scale closing of the parks, but limiting um, international travel, which we're already doing anyway. They're already limiting international travel anyway. So I'm not saying anything that's completely outrageous here, but if they were limiting, uh, you know, Brazil's got a couple of cases uh, of coronavirus. Brazil itself um, is a big, uh, a lot of tour groups come from Brazil. Uh, To the parks, if they limit the amount of of Brazilians coming into the states,
0: if it got out of hand down in South
1: America. To to be uh, clear, we
0: we don't know of any cases of it in Brazil. Bub is being speculative because there is large Brazilian tour groups that go to the parks during the winter. (laughs) Correct. So again, so it, let me ask you this, Bob. Do you mm-hmm. think that if,
2: and kind of, you kind of briefly touched on this, if if you personally don't think that the Florida parts will be impacted, or even California, as far as complete closure, could mm-hmm. you foresee, you know, maybe no character meet and greets, or or certain things like that? That they could absolutely.
0: absolutely. Shut oh, yeah, down. 100%. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Especially the face characters, the princesses, the princes, uh, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell. Characters like that, I would certainly say but you it, are more likely to see them come off the board first. Just and I mean, you're you're touching you are you you're,
2: you're touching hands, you're put your arms around them, 100%. I mean, even the other characters, it's 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 the, the in the costumes, right? It's the same thing as I go up and I hug Winnie the Pooh. You go up, you hug Winnie the Pooh. Tim goes up. Correct. It's just you're touching. Yeah, there may I
1: think, be no physical. Yeah. I,
0: and I I think and, actually I think Japan had ex- done that. Prior yeah, this to is fun. exactly yeah. what Japan was planning on doing. Yeah. Before they got told so, by the government they needed to close.
2: Let me go as far as saying like buffet foods sounds crazy, right? But now you're, again, you're having
0: people walking up to food, right. And exposing themselves. Th- that, and, and that is something Disney does already on the cruise line when there is a higher risk of, um, mm-hmm. norovirus or Legionnaires or the, 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 illnesses that people tend to get on cruises if Disney believes that there's a higher risk on a given cruise or something like that, they will switch to having cast members at the buffet serving people's plates instead of right. having guests interact with the food on a buffet. So, yeah, these are all things that, that the, the the precedent is already set. So. Yeah,
2: that made sense.
1: Um, but to tie it back, guys, do we think – yes or no for both of you – do we think the coronavirus outbreak – The closing of Shanghai indefinitely, um, not to a lesser extent, the Japanese parks. That kind of happened after he did make the announcement. Do we think coronavirus and the outbreak uh, of this disease uh, affected his decision in any
0: way or or no? We don't think this is one of the main. I think I think this is all part of it. I mean, my my view on why he stepped down is twofold. I think. Primarily, Bob Iger comes from a creative background. He was in charge of ABC Studios, um, and he's been looking for an exit. He, In his role, he has expressly stated that his role as executive chairman of the board is he will no longer deal with the financials and the day-to-day operations and will be able to focus on the creative aspects of the company, and he will still lead the company in creative aspects. Mm-hmm. So so that's, that's point one. And point two is Bob Iger is a guy who has been looking for an exit. And he also doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would want to leave his replacement kind of high and dry. I, and, I agree and, with that. But but also at the same time, um, do
2: you think that the board could decide maybe, hey, Bob Ider, maybe it's time for you to let JPEG come over now with this yeah, virus yeah. thing? Yeah, it happening. So that's so that's and, kind of what I'm yeah, getting the, to. the company in such distraught
0: where... Uh, well, you know, so the market's the company, down. The, the parts are closed. The company's not in that spot yet. So I could – my my view is I think Bob Iger stepped down now because um, the the global markets in general, for the past couple of years, we've been in an insane bull market. But ever, all the signs point to we we could be heading not for another recession, but if not a recession, at least a dip. Um, yeah, a little correction territory. Oh yeah, a, I think a, a, a correction, correction is possible. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Yep. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. right. So, so we have well, the, the
1: market. Of what okay. co- today market gained 10% of its value back today. It, Just, did. The, the, it did. Largest single day gain. Full
0: disclosure. <laughs> Believe <laughs> so, me, I'm well aware. Well aware. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, we're we're at this time of political uncertainty, financial uncertainty, uh, a global pandemic uncertainty. That basically, if Iger. Iger stepped down before the big market drop, before the coronavirus stuff super got out of control. I mean, he could have been trying to leave in such a way that it doesn't look like everything's bad now. I'm out. Good luck, Bob JPEG. He kind of is leaving to make his replacement not look like he's taking over the company at a low, low point. Yeah, I mean, um, because that's a situation that other CEOs have taken over Disney in. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell
2: you what. I mean, Chay Patch's challenge, right? He's in a challenging spot. It's going to be an unrewarding spot, right? Because it's it's something now that you're have to going to have to dig yourself out of this hole. And you're not going to see anything new or anything, you know, a massive turnover like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, the, the stock itself, I hate to do money-wise, but it's dropped 17% in a week and a half. Right? and that's that's half due to the market it, it's partially due to to the Torona. it's it's partially due to to three of their major parts being closed the uh, the, the economy being unknown Disney plus streamlining it's a lot of stuff that JPE's gonna have to work on to build back up, right? And and then get to that even playing field and then he can pursue forward. So I think- Right, this but nef- every,
0: every stock takes a hit. Also, oh, of when course. a CEO steps down, even if it's a bad CEO who gets fired- It's, it's the unknown. takes a hit. It, yeah. Uh, uh, investors unknown, right? hate the unknown.
2: C- correct. You, you know, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's going to see what happens. Um, I mean, but speaking of that, I mean, I I wanted to throw this fact out there. Either with all his purchases and whatnot- he brought the stock from a $25 stock all the way up to $140 stock. I mean, that's, that's impressive. That's a 560% gain. Um, right. So I, like you said, though, Tim, I kind of agree with you. He's not just throwing them to the wolves. I think he's going to help coach them and get them out of this. But I truly believe that I think with this financial dip, I think it was an opportunity to put Chay Pick in the shoes and kind of see what he can do
1: yeah for sure for sure i just have a question for both of you before we go on out of the pandemical conversation we're having and into the financials before we get too wrapped up with coronavirus do we do we think sitting here when the history books are written people are going to blame bob eiger or bob chapik for a global pandemic i think the answer <laughs> is no i, no. I just I, I think it's i it's an it's an unfortunate position for Chapic. To be put into because he has no control over that aspect of it.
0: Right. But Disney having so much of its revenue tied up in parks that Mm -hmm. millions if not hundreds of millions of people globally visit every year has a unique um, challenge with a a pandemic like this um, that basically no other company has to face.
1: Right. I mean, I'm certainly, True. though, I'm not blaming Chapek for the park's closing. I, I just it, – it, it, when, when the history books are written in 15, 20 years, when Chapek r- resigns and somebody else takes over, or however long he is in charge, I this will be part of the conversation if only because through no fault of his own, mm. this was what was happening at that current time. But to put – uh, the, the parks closing and and cast member trips to Italy and then being quarantined and and various it, it'd be hard for me to to finger him as the the reason responsible for a downturn in stock. No,
2: hundred uh, percent, agree. But at the other on the other side of it, Bob, it should look at. What he does in the next six months could be the complete opposite. As oh
1: no, I, as, I see. I think it's. I think it's a longer window than that. I think you I, I, really I, no, have to right. give him I eighteen agree. to twenty-four months. But with think this. about if he I mean, gets look, himself out.
2: I mean, he should look like a, a, an amazing business success, right? Andrew, Which, if he, he gets
1: himself out of whatever this coronavirus and the financial issues are in the next six months, that guy can be <laughs> king of the United States of America, okay? <laughs>
2: that's right. We're going well, back to speaking. a barnarchy. You know what, Bob? That. I think that's a perfect segue for our next, um, <laughs> our next little mini topic here, <laughs> which I'm going to let you and Tim kind of get into because um, I don't have much to say about it, to be yeah. honest.
1: So this is definitely the yeah. elephant in the room. Um, yeah, the elephant's name is Dumbo.
0: He's yeah. here tonight with us. Yeah. But Bob, for peanuts. Bob Iger has not been shy about the fact that he has national political aspirations correct Um, and on top of that uh in the run-up to this extremely contested democratic primary we're going through right now um oprah and a bunch of other celebrities and uh president obama Mm -hmm. apparently all pushed him to throw his hat in the ring for the democratic nomination. Now he chose not to having just signed at the time as, you know, people were exploring candidacy. Uh, he had just re-signed his contract extension. But I think now seeing kind of what a mess this primary has been, that maybe he's having second thoughts and a, a, a 2022 being done with the Disney company is the perfect timeline to set up for a 2024 presidential run.
1: Correct. Now, now, Tim, would you only speculate on a presidential run, or would you also maybe look at a Senate or congressional run, and on national
0: scale? Uh, I mean, I, I definitely couldn't see Congress, mm-hmm. uh, Senate maybe, or yeah. uh, a cabinet position. Yeah, you know, that's true. Could so, definitely see him... He he has plenty of experience, not in politics, but in one of the largest international companies in the world. Definitely, definitely could see him, you know, aiming to be on the cabinet of of a future president.
1: So it's funny you mention that because I did read up on a little bit of a potential brokered convention, and I really don't, for Andrew's sake, want to make this a political (laughs) conversation more than we have to. Is there an outside chance, in your opinion, and I know you told me offline, we talked about it a couple of times this week, and and you were pretty firm that you said, no, you don't see it because he's signed as the chairman of the board through 2021. Is there an outside chance than in a broker convention where the nomination doesn't go to a Bernie Sanders or even a, a Joe Biden, and which I mean, it seems to be leaning that way. Those might be the the two choices. And I guess you could include Michael Bloomberg in that as well, or I'm sorry, Mike Bloomberg in there as well. If you want to get technical, is there an outside chance that, that somebody would ask him to be, a, a bridge type uh, to to get super delegates on their side as a vice presidential candidate, or do you see him sticking to his 2021 uh,
0: exit date from the company? I think I I think that it's close to zero. I think the mm. close he's obviously does not fit well with a, a Bernie with any Sanders of those three. because yeah. no, he's you know. It would be Correct. weird to have the, the billionaire as your vice president when you're when you're running on the platform Bernie Sanders is. Uh, no, that Biden, is very true, sir. Biden is a, a lifelong political operative. Um so he uh, is yeah, likely I, to choose a political guy as vice president. So the only fit is Bloomberg, but I, I, I don't know of any history between Iger and no, Bloomberg. Me, and it does not really seem like they don't seem like the same type of guy. I mean they, they are both business compatible. guys, but no, right now Bloomberg is really, really the outside shot. I think yeah, correct. after this week we're really looking at it, – it, yeah. it's a, a, yeah, a, two-part, after- a two, two-man race between Biden and Sanders, and, and he does not seem to fit as the VP either one of those. Some and I don't wanna- see – yeah, and I don't see – even if either of them offered him a cabinet position, I don't see him – feeling that was enough to break whatever contract he has with Correct. Disney so, so you
1: are sticking with the twenty twenty four cycle as you're yeah, as yeah. your message yeah yeah
0: I, so, I think if he enters politics it'll be then.
1: So
2: let's completely Well oh, that that puts him at what, seventy three? Yeah. Yeah. 74? No. Yeah, just, that, just... That's the age of all the three guys I, who no, are I know.
1: Them. I know. <laughs> I, I I hear so, you. So it's funny before we leave the political realm, I, I do, Tim. You can answer me off offline or or, or here if you'd like to. Uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, did announce that she was ending her campaign today and, and uh, supporting uh, um, Vice President Biden in his bid. Um, outside chance, you think if Biden gets the nomination, that he brings on Klobuchar as a as a running mate? What, what do you think of that speculative decision? Uh,
0: on that? Oh, I I think I think. Between Klobuchar stepping down and immediately endorsing and uh, and uh, Buttigieg endorsing today and both of them being at Biden's rally, uh, I think 100 percent that before even we get to the convention, both of them will have announced positions in a theoretical in a potential
1: Biden administration yeah I I, I found it funny that they were that quick to uh, and it wasn't funny it it wasn't it was actually very very believable that it happened the way it did uh, especially at the results in South Carolina clearly um, for certain sectors of the population Uh, It's a Bernie Sanders conversation and for other sectors of the conversation – other sectors of the population, it's a Joe Biden conversation. It's very interesting that the three choices we will inevitably have – or four if you want to include Mike Bloomberg uh, for President Donald Trump would be the youngest of those candidates at 73 years old just to give Andrew some ammo for 2024 when he's working on the Bob Iger campaign. Well,
2: I don't know, but I'm ready to move on.
1: (laughs) All right. So, one that I threw on this list that I want to talk about, and, and this is very dangerous territory for us because none of this is even remotely rumored or anything. Did we think anything uh, is physically a personal health issue for him, his wife, or, or anyone? Or I, no, Nothing's out there about it. So, this is really – I just want to kind of – is it potentially – is there someone, you know – is it health related? Maybe not that he's sick, or that his wife is sick, or that anyone is sick, but is it is it health related that maybe he wants to slow down the daily grind uh, oh, hey, of doing hey, hey. the job? Here's a fun nutrition fact
2: about Bob Eider for you, Bob. Doesn't
1: he eat loves carbs. Pizza. Doesn't eat carbs. He loves
2: pizza though. He loves he pizza. Pizza it doesn't make any sense yes. to me.
1: Well, it's the only carb he eats, so he's a pizza connoisseur.
0: God bless him, and I love him for it. I love him for that. And, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean. I mean I can't find – I looked this up over and over again, and, and you can't find anything about oh. his health other than that he's the picture of health. So if, if this is the case, it is being buried deep, and Correct. they don't want it you to get out.
2: Speculative, Like you yep. said, I mean cancer or something like that, if it just popped up, I mean that's that's not something that's going to show immediately. So you don't know. You don't know. But yeah, at the know. same time, if, if it was Bob, my only, mm-hmm. my only consensus would be is – why, if it if it's a serious health concern, why, why stay on for another two, two years? years? Correct.
1: Yep. So that that's, no, that's the only question. negative. Nope. Of the I opposite. was just yep. throwing it out there just to see if we thought potentially there. Yep. Uh, would there be an issue? What? Andrew, I know that we kind of flew over your financial discussion and we kind of wrapped it in with coronavirus and the closing of the parks and then we jumped to politics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that we missed financially that would concern uh, you, you know, yet, that he left it, it, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I don't think anything that we haven't already
2: talked about it would be concerning. Uh, I'm gonna say the same words I said earlier. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Um, I'll tell you right now, everybody out there, if 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 you have some money to throw around, put that magic limit. Um, you can go put a purchase limit on for stocks at a hundred dollars. If Disney gets to a hundred dollars, buy, buy, buy. Put a thousand bucks down and buy ten shares if if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it will get better. Disney's not going anywhere. It's, it's going to be a road, um, but don't put a thousand bucks down, buy ten stocks. You will be um, thanking me later on. But as a whole, I think I think
0: we covered Drew a lot is of it. not an authorized stockbroker, and this advice is not legally binding to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that,
1: Tim. Thank you. Thank oh, you. We're going to have to add that in post-production. <laughs> um,
2: but, you know, you know, no, absolutely. I mean, I think we covered a lot of it. I think it's um, as bad. As as weird as this sounds, it's, and it's it's a it's a bad time for for the economy, for for the country, for the world, for for Disney. Um, I'm kind of excited. Um, I, I'm kind of excited with this. It, it's a it's a fresh start, though we're, we're we're at the lower end of it. I'm excited to see what Chepch can do. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I do truly feel um, maybe now it's not the time, but once Pet dates himself out of this. The economy starts to grow, and, and, and this coronavirus is hopefully gone. Um, I do honestly think that we'll see a major announcement. And I like your idea about the 18 month thing, maybe D23 of uh 2021, right? We can get that you know announcement of what it is, but I think it's something, and I think Jay going to be the face of it. Um, but that that's really everything I have for this, this topic. So, Bubba, if you have any final words, and then we'll give Tim some final words on kind of wrapping it up, I think, right?
1: Yeah, no, I... I- I think we've we've kind of touched on a lot of high-level uh, notes that we had. I don't know that – I think it's dangerous to speculate any further than we have on a few things. I don't know that it's – this isn't an easy topic for us to answer because, again, none of us are in the know. Uh, financially speaking, we don't – I mean, we, we Andrew will look at the stocks and he'll look at his financials and – uh, I, I I am mesmerized by financial details on some things, and Tim, from a political standpoint, is uh, is very uh, very well informed, more well informed than uh, than either myself or Andrew. So we certainly everything we're saying here is purely opinion, in uh, the opinion of those provided by uh, by whom provided it. So I think this was a fun look at uh, <clears throat> aggregate You know, I think that's one of those things that we we kind of. It's a juicy topic, but it's just so many unknowns, so many variables. So I think if we hear anything concrete, we'll pass it along in future news desks or in future episodes. Tim, what about you?
0: So the only thing I want to say is um, I know a lot of people who are big, big Disney Parks fans, when they heard that Bob Chapek was the one who was taking over, had very negative feelings because a lot of people Mm -hmm. view Bob Chapek as the budget cut guy as the forcing IPs into things and taking away guest experiences guy. But I think it needs to stay in perspective. And that perspective is now Bob Chapek is at the top of the ladder and has to worry about every aspect of this company. And yep. it means somebody else will be running the parks. And as Bob speculated, it could be Josh Damaro. And if you don't know who mm-hmm. Josh Damaro is, Josh Damaro is the guy that Disney has always brought in to fix things. He took the Disney Cruise Line from when people didn't really understand why does their cruise line costs twice as much as every other cruise line. It doesn't have a casino, blah, blah, blah. And now it is consistently rated the best cruise line in the world by a lot. They took Adventures by Disney and turned it from Disney's weird non-parks travel service into a world-class luxury travel service. So we could see, even if it's not Josh tomorrow. We could see we will see somebody else step into parks and they will guide parks. And it won't be Bob JPEC guiding the parks anymore. So there's a chance that the things you don't like about how Bob J. Peck runs the parks might change because somebody else is going to be running the parts and, and, and to that point tim you nailed it too is is Pet now has more to worry about
2: than just the parts so where before you you're pushing the limits is let's do this 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 and this and not that he's not worrying about the business side of it because he was but at the same time he's just like i don't care i want to make galaxy's edge give me all the billions of dollars i possibly can now he's in the other shoes and say no you're not getting two billion you get one and a half billion you know so he's looked he's putting the other hat on as well right um of not just all of the creative part, so I agree with you. That's a good point. um All right, you guys have anything last? You guys good to move on? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, let's move on over to the random house of mouse.
1: Yeah, welcome to the Random House of Mouse, everybody. Um, With all of this speculative uh, nature of our topics tonight, I thought it would be fun to answer the question, what would Walt think about Walt Disney World? Now, realistically, we have no way of knowing how he would feel, uh, but tonight we're going to try to humbly piece it together in a segment that we call at the Disney Guys Uncensored, Walking with Walt. And tonight, we are going to look at milestone moments from the company's half-century after Walt's death. So we are going to start in the 70s, and Walt, thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to give you a quick rundown of what you've missed uh, since you've been gone. I'm excited to have you here on the Disney Guys Uncensored. It's exciting that uh, a man that meant so much to us growing up is here with us tonight, Uh, so... Uh, in the 70s your brother Roy gave a great magnificent opening day address uh, and we're on our way, Walt. Uh, a few resorts, golf, various recreational activities sprinkled throughout the Florida Project. and Roy also made the uh, change from Disney World to Walt Disney World so he so everyone understood that it was your dream um, and it was obviously in your honor. Uh, Disneyland celebrated 20 incredible years and to this point, Walt, I I think you would have been very happy uh, in the immediacy of your death which is a weird thing to say to you sitting across from me, but really uh, we we really think you would have approved of what your brother did in the 70s In the 80s Walt, uh, finally your dream came true. The, The Imagineers found their way after Roy's passing and They finally brought design and inspiration to the real world and delivered a new kind of theme park. Epcot Center is finally open, and while significantly less ambitious than your city of the future, the experimental prototype will capture the hearts and imagination of the world. You would have approved, and you might have been a little disappointed at first, but I think Epcot would have won you over. Uh, the 80s weren't all good for your company, though. Your animation studio has hit a bit of a snag, and there was a hostile takeover bit of your beloved company. Still, your nephew Roy persevered, and he brought in a team of luminaries, Michael Eisner and Frank Wells, to champion the Disney decade. At the, close to the, at the close of this decade, the team brought animation back from the brink with the help of Jeffrey Katzenberg, and in conjunction with MGM Film Studios, they opened a brand new park, the Disney MGM Studios. This park would have impressed you for being part working studio and part amusement entity, but I can't help but feel you would have been underwhelmed by the park overall. But I think you would have grown on it as, it as the park itself grew up and grew out. Your hotel properties are significantly more numerous. You now have water parks and a great shopping destination and a nightclub complex. And Walt, we've made it to the 90s. The 90s were a happening time, perhaps the most important decade in your company's history. It'll bring us more water parks, hotels, and a whole new species of theme park in Animal Kingdom. Your parks have been international for almost a decade and a half, and your animation empire has never been more impactful on society than it currently is. But there was no more ambitious project than that aforementioned Animal Kingdom. The park features an attraction that is larger than the Magic Kingdom itself. It marries your love of nature and animals with the best theme park atmospheres in the world. We should mention you also started a cruise line, and it is second to none. I think you would have enjoyed the 90s. It was a wild decade, and your company was approaching what we thought at the time was the zenith in the cultural zeitgeist. The 90s were very good to your company. The 2000s, however, did see a lot of changes and more international expansion, The domestic parks admittedly stagnated and the world witnessed some terrible atrocities. Your beloved America was under attack and tourism took a big hit. Animation was in a lull and overall the first half of the decade was not your company's best. There were leadership changes and something called the Great Recession. It was up and down, but eventually we righted the course and things called IPs or intellectual properties and acquisitions became all the rage. There were park upgrades, more hotels... Some closures, but in the long run, an uneven decade at Disney was better than most could have expected considering the circumstances. You wouldn't have enjoyed the 2000s, but you would have persevered. And finally, Walt, we're getting to the last decade. Our last stop. The one that we now know will be considered your company's finest hour. More international expansion, complete overhauls of domestic parks, animation and live-action films at record levels of the box office but perhaps you saved your best trick for the end of the decade. The exceptional streaming service, Disney plus was a hit from the beginning. It is a digital content library that you must see to believe. I think you believe your company is good, is in good hands. And overall in the last 50 plus years since you've been gone, your company has soared to unprecedented growth. The Imagineers, as you requested kept moving forward. They opened new doors and explored every side of their collective imaginations you would be very proud of your company walt
2: awesome bob thank you so much for the amazing story um really what it has um grown throughout the years and i think walt i i personally think walt would be proud um i think i think um all the imaginators and ceos to follow did um did justice um, that is gonna wrap up this week's episode of what we are calling the Disney news desk special report uh, so if you have any questions feedback um, comments or anything always please email us we'd love hearing from you guys so send us an email Just say hi if you want and that's at uh, the Disney guys uncensored at gmail.com Um, And as always, remember to reach out to Jordana Izzo from the Disney Guys Uncensored and Travelmation, an authorized Disney vacation planner who is now earmarked platinum status with Disney Destinations. Um, She can be reached at jordanaizzo at travelmation.net or just send us an email at the Disney Guys. Um, And remember, we can be found on all social media now, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Keep Um,
0: subscribing, guys. That's right. Subscribe, subscribe
2: even if you don't want to listen or watch just subscribe we need the subscribers it really really helps us um so make sure you do that be sure to check us out over at redbubble for all of your amazing merchandise some sweatshirts or um some coffee mugs or some mouse pads or coasters i just bought some coasters they're lovely um, or um, also if you want to support us I'm not going to try to sell you on all the perks you're going to get, all I'm going to say is if you like what you hear if you like us, um, invest in us, kind of like I'm telling you to invest in Disney stock, um but you can invest in us for a lot cheaper, $2 per month up to $30 per month, um, and it would really help us a lot. And then you can say you are truly a patron of the Disney nights Uncensored. And the last thing I'm going to say is remember to vote. And I know this is a political episode. seems a little weird. But no, <laughs> vote, vote, vote for the Disney Character Madness. If you're going to vote one time this year, that's what you want to vote for. That's the cool uh, thing oh. to
1: do. All joking aside, uh, if you do have an election coming up in the next couple of weeks here, you should exercise your right to vote in those elections as well.
2: As well as the Disney character madness. So remember, vote on either Instagram or the Google polls that can be found inside this document. Oh, not document. Inside uh, the show notes for this episode. Um, So we hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. And thank you for listening to The Disney Guys Uncensored. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place.